You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, everyone. It's me, Alfie. You're listening to Alfie Pod's Fantasy Footy. This is Will I Beat Magnus, my FPL show. I wanted to put it out earlier because Game Week 7 is here and there's Friday Night Football. Wolves, you know, Wolves against... Who is it? Wolves... Oh, look, I didn't even look, did I? Of course I looked. I'm just lying to you. It's Wolves against Palace. Palace, I have a soft spot for actually being South East London. Massive egos. Uh, I think boring football's back. Is it? I don't know. A lot of nil-nils, one-nils. Uh, maybe football is getting more predictable. Maybe. Maybe it's time to back defenders and clean sheets again. Who knows? Maybe. Yes, there's another maybe. Uh, we might need to set up our teams differently moving forward. And maybe... Don't call me, maybe. No. Okay, so uh, I wanted to put this pod out earlier. Uh, I had a, a black screen of death yesterday on my computer. That always makes me so very, very nervous. So it's just me and Matt today because of the complications of trying to reschedule. We couldn't get everyone involved, so it's just Matt. But I'm happy to have Matt. Matt is excellent. He's been playing this game a long time. He has great insight. He reads the game very well. He reads the stats very well. Good to have that balance. And he's a lovely Irish fella. What can I ask for more? <laughs> Sorry, Matt, if you're listening to this. For mocking you. Spurs. Mm. Uh, did everyone have a good game week? I feel like it did. I think I got 64 points. Uh, that's way above average. I say way above. It's above average. I triple captain Son. Now, that was a decision uh, I didn't make lightly, but I thought, why not? I'd only waste it later on in the year. Uh, so let's waste it early. And three, 33 points I've got back. Cash back. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, some uh, weak links my team, though. Dean. And uh, I might need to trade Dean out. Oh, I'll talk about the end. Let's talk about the uh, defensive options at the end. I've got a whole list. <laughs> Aren't you excited? I am. Let's crack on. All right, Matt. Hey, Alfie. How's it going? <laughs> I'm alright. Uh, so, game week six, quite a low-scoring game week for a lot of people, I would suggest. Yeah. Uh, your uh, your Southampton defensive core or Sue Def, Def Core, as I like to call it, uh, they did pretty well for you, didn't they? Yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice little bit of luck on my part. Um, obviously, I didn't have a great choice in, in defense this week. I didn't think Mitchell was going to be. Uh, didn't think Mitchell was going to start, to be honest, which he kind of no. surprised a lot of us. Didn't expect a lot from Leicester either, so I benched Justin's clean sheet. So I just kind of gambled and threw all my eggs in one basket with Southampton and hoped that uh, everything had a bad day with no Richarlison and no Coleman and, you know, the few players they were missing. And luckily for me, it kind of it happened this time. So I don't know about next time I might be so lucky. Well, they've got some good fixtures coming up Southampton, haven't they? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, kind of a... A little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, they, they've they Aston Villa next, but they're away. But then again, th- does that even count for anything anymore? 
Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, Newcastle are home um, in in the next two. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be looking to get rid of them quite yet. You know, I know a lot of people want to jump off uh, Danny Ings or, you know, Why? kind of look towards other. Well, maybe, maybe not as many as I think, but I have seen a few kind of mulling over the idea of getting rid mm. of Ings and maybe going for, actually, I don't know who they were thinking of getting in, but I, I saw them looking at, you know, consider getting rid of him, but I don't know. It's funny, isn't it, Danny? Danny Ings, I still think he's um, undervalued at the moment by by uh, football fans. You know, he scored 22 goals last season. That is, and, he, and he's improving still. And you kind of get the feeling he can score against absolutely anyone. And that's quite yeah. rare in a striker, I think. He's one of those kind of players we call a kind of a talisman player because, uh, you know, you know, if Southampton are going to do anything, he's more than likely going to be involved. Um, mm. you know, we saw they scored two goals and he, he set up both of them. Um, so, you know, fair enough, he didn't score, but, you know, he got six points in, in from two assists. So, you know, that's brilliant. You know, he's one of those players that's always, he, he's a real kind of poacher, like, you know, gets into the box, looks for opportunities. One of those players that I like in FPL. But yeah, I've yet to own him this season. So who mm. knows? Um, it might be a little bit late for me to get him in, but, you know, down the line, if Southampton's fixtures get better, I'll, he'll definitely be on my watch list. Well, because there's always that conversation that seems to be on the Twitter bubble, about Jimenez versus Ings. I've chosen Ings over Jimenez, I think, just because of the slight price difference. I mean, it's that yeah. simple, really, isn't it? Uh, when it came to captaining your Spurs player, you chose Harry yeah. Kane. You chose incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to be fair now, I haven't had... Uh, my captain hasn't blanked this season, so oh, really? uh, I'm, I'm still uh, keeping my uh, glass half full on that regard. That is good then, that is good. And uh, I mean, yeah. it was close, wasn't it? It was close. Yeah, I mean, look, Spurs weren't, you know, all there in attack. They were kind of having one of those games where they were, you know, struggling a bit to create any clear-cut chances, but... Uh, yeah, look, I had Son. I didn't captain him, you know, fair enough. But, you know, I was just, just really delighted that Harry Kane could set the goal up. I think Son was a little bit surprised. I don't know if you've seen the, 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 the little yeah, clip. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he's like asking Kane if he got the assist, like, you know, so. I mean, uh, it was, um, you know what I'm going to talk about now, don't you? Go on. <laughs> I mean, what sort of idiot would triple captain Son, eh? <laughs> me! It was me! Well, to be fair now, to be fair, I've seen a lot of people out over the years, you know, who have triple captain players who've gotten one pointers, you know, the likes of, I think it was Mares mm. uh, for City. I think he didn't play in one game and then he came off the bench in the second game, something crazy like that. So, you know, it, it's a successful, you know, okay, fair enough. He didn't get a brace or a hat trick, but it's not a blank. So, you well, know. It was, uh, 33 points in the end, which uh, I always hear about this famous Leroy Sane uh, from yesteryear or when he had a double game where he got one point I think or yeah, maybe like that's that. who it is yeah I think it was Sane actually yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm happy with that because I always see these teams that you know you always check the highest game week scores and it's always by a nutter let's face it <laughs> yeah there's always chosen... some like... <laughs> yeah, the worst <laughs> team like why have you got that team you're never going to win next week and you're you're, 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 yeah. you're buggered with that team yeah, and I always the see um, Meslier or something like. Yeah, yeah, something crazy. But then always people using their triple captains. I think, well, why not? You know, why why do you have to wait for a uh, a double game week? And plus, we just don't know. It's better to have to use the old phrase: a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah, <laughs> and I love to say the case. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's move on from that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that was last week. Moving into game week seven. 
what are your big changes this week you're thinking of? Um, yeah, I've got, uh, I was going to say a big dilemma, but it's not really, it's, it's kind of a boring situation. It's, do I change my goalkeeper or do I save the free transfer? That's how dull my team is at the moment, which I suppose is a good complaint to have because I don't really see any major changes I need to make mm. to the, to the midfield and the attack. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking of anyone who knows me and the way I play FPL, I hate kind of hedging me bets. Like I hate having a defender against one of my attackers or, you know, a midfielder oh, okay. against one of my goalkeepers. Like, so, um, I don't really like having Barkley and McCarthy in the team at the same time. You know, I do think Aston Villa are going to score. They, you know, they've been looking quite threatening in attack lately. You know, they're creating chances, scoring goals. But do you, talking about Villa, actually, yeah. Do you not think that maybe there's a possibility that that win against Liverpool has distorted our view? I mean, look at their goals. Yeah, they've played five games, scored twelve goals. Obviously, seven of those were in what you could call a freak result, and a lot of those goals were, I was, I would suggest, very lucky. So, are we getting like too excited about Villa? Um, yeah, well, yes and no. I mean. Against Liverpool, yes, it was a freak result. You know, three of the goals were deflected. But, you know, the other three or four goals that they got were chances they took really, really well. Mm. I think even, I mean, a lot of us didn't even expect them to score one against Liverpool. So, <laughs> taking out taking out the deflected goals, they still could put three or four past them, you know, deservedly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they probably did suffer a bit of overconfidence, you know, coming into that Leeds game. You know, everyone thinking, you know, it's a championship side. Fair enough, they play attacking football, but you know, we'll, we'll have a go at them and, you know, should get a result. And maybe it was a case of over, overconfidence, but, you know, they look sharp enough at times. Barkley was a little bit deep. He wasn't as, as forward as I would have likened, but I, I kind of knew that when I bought him. Yeah, I think for the for the price of Barkley, I think um, you just you just got to leave him be, haven't you? I think, and win it yeah. points to get points. I mean, I, I did kind of fancy... Um, if I had the extra few quid, I probably would have got uh, picked up Grealish, but, you know, I don't think there'll be much between them. You know, Grealish is, again, he's kind of like a, a Danny Ings, kind of a talisman player, you know. He's usually involved in any of us and those goals. And, uh, you know, he, he's been playing really well FPL aside. You know, he looks really good on the eye. So, yeah, we, we, again, we don't know the situation with penalties. So, I'm going to go with Barkley and try and invest the cash elsewhere. Like I said, I might get a new goalkeeper. I might get someone like uh, Mendy off Chelsea who are looking quite solid now um, since he's been back in the in the goal. So uh, I think it's like three clean sheets in a row or something like that. Yeah, and he makes saves as well, does Mendy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, the fullbacks, the likes of Reese James, as you will and, and you already will know, you know, there's a lot of rotation there. I think unless you're getting uh, Chilwell, you know, who's quite expensive, you know, the rest are kind of, you know, they haven't really got a high ceiling um, between the centre-backs. Uh, I don't know if Zuma came off last night. I remember him going down with a head injury, but I don't know if he's... Uh, if he came off, I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, Reese James and Azpilicueta, you know, there'd probably be a bit of rotation between formations, whether it's three at the back or five at the back. So I think, other than Chilwell, I think Mendy's the safest option. He's the cheapest route into the Chelsea defence, you know. Yeah, I might have to go with Reese James this week, take a punt on him. Uh, I don't think, what about you? You've got, uh, you're another owner of, uh, what's his name? Tarek Lamptey. You're, yes. you're you're an owner of him as well, aren't you? I, I, I don't own him, but I'm hoping to own oh. him soon because um, 
yeah, as much as I haven't owned him this season, I have spoken very highly of him uh, since the start of the season. Um, Brighton, you know, look very attacking at times and he's always pushed up the pitch, always yeah. pushed up really high on that right side. Like a winger. Gonna get, yeah, exactly. He's going to get a lot of crosses. He he will pick up assists. Um, and, you know, there will probably be those odd times where the team will keep a clean sheet and, you know, you'd be looking at maybe 12, 13 points from, you know, clean sheet, assist and bonus points. If, you know, it won't happen often, but, you know, it, no. it, I'm sure it will happen in when they get a, a, a kind of tidy run of fixtures. Well, I think the idea for me is, Having him there as a four point five is just as a rotational thing. Are you still interested in Kilman? Um, I think the jury is out on Kilman at the moment. You know, it's it's hard to say. Um, you know, in the Wolves game, I I taught Kilman. I, basically, I thought if if Nuno was going to make a change, I thought Kilman would have been the man to go. Um, yeah. You know, because that that kind of suggests to me that he trusts Kilman more at centre back than just moving size to centre back and putting on a new left wing. Uh, left wing back so um, yeah it's kind of interesting um, I don't really know what to make of that because um, I got Palace this week they, that's on Friday Friday yeah. Night Football. I, I'll give you another one who could be interesting um, you know we've yet to see him kind of come back and start uh, Patrick Van Anholt yes. um, and you know the reason for that is you know Milivojevic he's not you know, he's not nailed on in the Palace team at the moment. Um, fair enough, he started his first game against Fulham there um, last weekend. You know, he's the main penalty taker. But if Milivojevic find himself getting dropped, again, we, we uh, Zaha will probably be on penalties. But, um, you know, Van Anholt has taken a share of uh, kind of set pieces over the uh, the seasons. So he could be one to watch. And as we know, he loves to get forward and, you know, be involved in the attack. You know, Zaha might cut inside and there might be an opportunity for Van Anhalt to overlap into the box. So we, we we're not really sure, but just want to kind of pencil in and, you know, keep in mind. He's definitely on my radar. I mean, I brought him into my draft team for the weekend and uh, annoyingly just got one point from him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I do think Chilwell is definitely um, a, a decent option. You know, he's only 5.8 million. For some reason, I thought he was over six. Um, you know, he's been really racking up the assists lately. And like we said, if you've got a player who's really good at attacking, um, or really good at getting attacking returns and they're starting to keep clean sheets, it's kind of a good uh, combination to have there. You know, we've already seen him getting a 18-point return against Crystal Palace. You know, clean sheet against Man United, clean sheet uh, in uh, Champions League last night. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And and you feel like Chilwell's hit the ground running as well, so it's not like he needs to be bedded in. He's exactly yeah. he's, he's at that level already, isn't he? Now, Matt, uh, Man City got Sheffield United. Uh, that's the early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, I got Mar. I still got Mares. Uh, so frustrating. I mean, you got rid of him, didn't you? Yeah, it, it's Man City are a bit of an enigma because you know Jesus and Aguero have been both. You know, I don't think they've had a full. They probably yeah. I mean, they haven't probably had a full. 11 their strongest 11 out this season you know with De Bruyne picking up kind of knocks and niggles and then Jesus and Aguero being injured and you know um, you know various other players there's no real kind of cohesion there you know I don't know whether Pep knows what his strongest 11 is at the moment or even if they were fit whether he played them because you know he's a bit of a a madman when it comes to picking his team you know he'll kind of pick it tactically you know rather than on paper what's the best team but yeah, look, I mean, Sterling played again last night. I was delighted to see him score because I thought he needed a bit of a confidence booster. Definitely needed that, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of people are saying now, you know, oh, he's played a lot of games. You know, he's probably a lot like he was expected to be rested last weekend. Well, not expected, but there was a chance of him being rested last weekend. And then I think with him playing 90 minutes midweek, you know, people think it's even more likely now. But, you know, I'm not so certain, you know, he's a fit player. He hasn't needed preseason. You know, we, we've seen season after season, even during the Christmas period, we all expect Sterling to be rested. And, you know, he plays... I, I don't think he was rested last season. I, I'm open to correction. But I, I remember, you know, looking back on the previous season last year and saying, you know, he doesn't get rested. You know, he gets played, you know, injury... Once there's no injuries, you know, he gets played. He, okay, fair enough, he might play 90 minutes. But, you know, he starts. So he's kind of one of those naturally fit players. And, I mean, after the goal now last uh, midweek, you know... I think his confidence is starting to creep back up and, uh, you know, with De Bruyne back, that'll be a big uh, improvement. But haven't we said this before? Like, this, I this, uh, Man City, uh, something is not quite right there. We're, we're waiting for them to click. We're all like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it's like, well, this feels a bit different to, I mean, not often Man City lose and then you could always guarantee that the next week they'll come back and they'll win 4-0 or something. But it doesn't seem to be happening. And, I mean, I want to get involved in Man City. I mean, like, if Phil Foden's going to play and be involved, I mean, that's a really cheap option, I think. But I just Sheffield United, I mean, they're a tough opposition, you know. And if you're mentally fragile and... Yeah. I mean, are they going to bounce back, Matt? Are they bouncing uh, back Partridge style this weekend? <laughs> you know me, I'm kind of inclined to sit on the fence, but, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to do it in this situation. You know, yes, I do think Man City are going to start getting back into this. Uh, they have the, to. The race. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's probably terrible to say, but I think all the Liverpool injuries recently has given them a reason to be motivated. You know, Van Dijk, maybe out for the season we don't really know the full extent yeah. you know Fabinho is you know out for a couple of weeks um, you know they, they've been hit hard with injuries and that's something we didn't see last season um, you know it's still early days in the league there's not a whole lot of points between them um, you know we saw especially after the loss to Villa um, I know it was a freak result but you know I'm sure Man City were rubbing their hands saying great they didn't mm. you know get three points where everyone expect them, expected them to so um, I think there will be a hunger there, you know. Of course, Man City have their own problems, you know, that they need to sort out first. But um, yeah, I do think they're going to start slowly clicking back. Um, and maybe after the international break, we'll see the city that we saw, you know, in their in their peak kind of in the last few seasons. Mm, this, <laughs> let's hope so, so it makes decisions easier. Right, let's move on to Liverpool then, as you mentioned there. That Liverpool back line, as you said, no Van Dijk, no Fabinho. Uh, Matip, uh, there's question marks over his fitness yeah. as well. So he could be playing the young Reese Williams, who isn't even on the FPL game. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. And I mean, and they got uh, West Ham. They're up against West Ham, as we've discussed. West Ham, good side now, got good attacking outlets. And mm. yeah, how do you see that one going? Um, it's, I do think Liverpool are going to concede, uh, which you don't really want to hear as some, you know, as a. Trent Alexander owner mm. um, you know Trent hasn't been really creating as many chances as uh, as last season you know he's probably create half as many chances as he had at this point last season yeah it's I do expect West Ham to score you know there was news there saying that Antonio is likely to be fit for the game and that's a big uh, oh, yeah. that's a big um, boost for them so I, I am expecting West Ham to score whether they can 
get a result I don't know um, all depends on how, how Liverpool do an attack because um, Salah came off the bench there mid um, against Midget Land <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah and I mean you know he got a penalty he looked sharp you know Trent was hitting some nice passes to him but uh, you know different opposition in West Ham now so it'll be a tough game for them I think Salah is tough. so expensive now He's gone up yeah. 12-4 now, hasn't he? No. Uh, yeah, 12-4, yeah. I'm just going to have to... I'm, I've decided at the moment that I'm going to go the whole season without bringing Sal- Salah into my team. I just feel that <laughs> price. I think you can spread the points. I just... Well, j- just uh, to, you know, give you a warning, I, I have done that in the past <laughs> with players like uh, Luis Suarez and Gareth Bale. Now, that's gone back a while, but... You know, there was players I was stubborn with saying, no, I'm not going to get them. And it crippled my rank. It was awful. Right, okay. Um, But what I will say to that, Matt, is the reasoning behind that isn't just a, I won't get them. It's the fact that, well, if Son is going to outscore Salah this season, then you're getting a Salah for, you know, three million less. So then that means you can invest it in the rest of the team. That's the theory. Or you could get, or you could get both. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that. But I can't get there yet. But I will do. I'm working towards it. I'm just, I just, yeah. Yeah. I might. Like, I mean, I, I have Kane, Son, Sterling and Salah. Um, you know, that, that kind of comes across as overkill, you know, in the premiums. But, you know, I'm pretty happy with them. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> if, uh, I mean, like, Sterling, if Aguero was fully fit, I would have, you know, consider Aguero over Sterling. It's always tricky changing the midfielder to a striker because it means you have to use two transfers unless you're taking a hit. Yeah, a fully fit Aguero would take over Sterling, but, you know, at the moment, Sterling's kind of tipping away. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to have those four premiums. Um, See, for me, Sterling, I just don't... I don't understand the clamour for Sterling, really. Yeah, yeah. I think... Am I going to say this? I think he's a bit overrated. (laughs) I just think he's a bit overrated. Listen, he's a good player. He's yeah. a good player, but his finishing leaves a lot to be desired for me. I know he scored 20 goals last season, but mm-hmm. you can't help but feel that's if he was in another team, he wouldn't have got 20 goals last season. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just. I know. I think it's just the quality of the players around them helps uh, rather than his yeah. own individual ability, you know. And actually, uh, in like I think last season, or was it the season before? When they really needed him, he stepped up and he dragged them through, got last minute goals. That hasn't been happening so far this season. Not saying it won't, but Yeah. Just, mm, um hmm, that price. Mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, look, if it does go pear shaped, you know, I I'm happy to give uh you know, I'm happy to give uh, Sterling the Sheffield United game this week. I mean, they've got Liverpool in game week eight, you know, which might be a bad fixture given their injuries, then Spores in game week nine. Now, I'm hoping to wildcard in game week 10. So an option for me is Ooh. give Sterling, um, you know, this week and then maybe do the old hop on, hop off uh, <laughs> that you already was talking about. Maybe go to uh, Aubameyang for two weeks before a wildcard. Oh, um, Aubameyang, eh? Oh, okay. Well, let's talk Man United Arsenal then. Sure. Aubameyang's interesting, isn't he? Because didn't I see a stat the other... Was it Jordi that shared it? His... Uh... Expected goals or expected chances and have dwindled oh, right. year by year by year. I mean, that could be positional this season, I feel. And, okay. he, and what people don't understand with expected goals is that he only needs one chance to score, whereas mm. Harvey Barnes needs 100. That's yeah. 
but you know, uh, not being harsh on Harvey Barnes, but you know, Bamian doesn't need he doesn't even need a full chance. So just not technical, yeah. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, Man United. I mean, uh, Arsenal. I mean, Man. No, sorry, Man United and Chelsea was absolutely awful. Mm. Uh, wasn't it absolutely awful yeah. uh, are we going to see be honest this? I didn't watch it because oh. I, I actually had a feeling it was going to be such a drab game and I'm kind of happy I didn't know they were it was just a, a fixture of fear that's what it was yeah and Man United fans I know they're celebrating that victory in the Champions League but they've got short memories I mean <laughs> not doing well in the Prem uh, Man United Arsenal then are you thinking the same a nil-nil or are we doing a 1-1 or, or is Arteta yeah, going to teach I'm... Solskjaer a lesson <laughs> I think I'm going back to the fence on this one. Ah! <laughs> because um, after United's uh, 5-0 last night, you know, yeah. they're just going to be, you know, Ollie's back. Ollie's back. He's back, Alfie. He's back. So um, Sign him up. Sign up for another 10-year contract. Yeah, yeah. But um, look, we see it a lot. You know, they go through the motions, they get results, you know, and then they kind of reach peak confidence and then something happens against... You know, they, they get a disaster result and then it's back to square one. Yeah. Look, who knows? You know, they're, they're playing well. Uh, you know, Ollie's gone back to kind of basics recently and, uh, you know, he's doing the basic things well and it's working for them. So, providing he doesn't start on, you know, blowing his own horn and trying to change things up, you know, you know, it could get a decent result against Arsenal. Um, it, it's a very hard one to call, I think, because, you know, both teams in their last fixture are coming off a bit of a drab result. You know, United and Chelsea was nil all and then Arsenal lost to Leicester 1-0. So if Arsenal get a decent result today in Europa League, you know, it, it could be a, a case of two teams coming from really poor results last week, great results midweek to the unknown on the weekend. So it'll make interesting viewing, I think, for the neutrals. But uh, I, I wouldn't like to call it, to be honest. No. I mean, Man United got some good players, haven't they? I think that's, I think that's what United fans really need to sort of latch onto. Is it's not a case of Solskjaer being bad and then being a tactical genius this week. It's the fact that they've got good players and good yeah, players absolutely. win football matches. It's that simple. As if Marcus Rashford and that are going to go through a whole season and not spank anyone. They are. <laughs> I mean, I could be manager of Man United and they'd still do that. That's just yeah. how it is. All right. But um, so, just are you on the Rashford train yet? Are we going uh, now or when are we waiting for? I think Rashford is a very solid option. Like I said, I don't like backing against Arteta's Arsenal. Um, you know, having studied under Guardiola, he probably has the the know-how to grind out a terrible result mm. if he wants to. Um, but yeah, I mean... Like I said, game week nine, the fixtures change for United. Um you know, they've got Arsenal this week, Everton in game week eight, and then game week nine, they're home against West Brom, away to Southampton, away to West Ham, and then fair enough, they got City in game week 12. But, you know, those derby games can always be high scoring, and United in, in recent seasons have always come out doing quite well from them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone who's bold enough to get Rashford in this week could be, you know, looking at a, a nice points return because if Arsenal do have an off day, with the confidence Marcus Rashford's in. I mean, he came off the bench last night and scored a hat-trick. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like football aside, the things he's doing outside of football, you know, mm. he, it just seems like everything has gone his way. Like, you know, he could, you know, slip or make a tackle and he'd probably end up scoring a goal at this, you know, moment in time. Um, yeah. They get a few you know, decisions so, as well, don't they, United? Let's face it. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, not to take anything away from Marcus, of course. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, you know, he's a young player. And so, in theory, young players improve or should improve every year. So, if he was, he should be better this season than he was last season. That's that's the idea, isn't it? Spurs against Brighton, Matt. Uh, mm. We're going for a Spurs win. I mean, they just about beat Burnley. I thought Sean Dyche did an excellent job on Son, actually. He sort of encased him in a box. He had four <laughs> players around him. And every time... and. They kept Son in the middle. It was really brilliant to watch. I mean, slightly nerve-wracking for someone who triple-captained him. But, uh, I mean, it's genius. So, uh, yeah, Brighton, they're going to beat Brighton, aren't they? Um, I, I definitely see a quite an attacking game. Um, Brighton have gone out and they've attacked and they've looked really, really well, very fluid. Um, you know, a lot of creativity in the side. Trossard has probably been a bit disappointing. You know, there's been high expectations on Trossard and he hasn't really delivered yeah, I mean, between they've got Lamptey there, Mape, Trossard, um, even Solly March is good. Maybe not great from an FPL perspective, but, uh, you know, he gets mm. forward a lot as well. And, you know, the two wingbacks are very involved in their attack. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in this game. Um, I do think Spurs will score. Uh, whether they can score more than one, it'll be hard to say. It's funny because every time I watch Brighton, they look like the, all their players look so dangerous. And then you look at the stats when you walk away. I mean, the, the bold stats of points earned. It's always, ah. Oh. Yeah, like, so I do think Dunk would be, would be a, a huge miss for them defensively. But, you know, Matt Ryan is a great goalkeeper. You know, he racks up saves in, in every game. Right, moving on to the Monday fixtures. Oh, I'm not sure what I think about Monday fixtures. I got a feeling that these could all be nil, nil, one nils every week. And the first one is the fixture that none of us want, and that's Fulham against West Brom, because the tactic of banking teams against Fulham and West Brom is like, well, it's not there anymore. My whole game plan's out the window. <laughs> Uh, so Fulham at home, if that makes a difference. West Brom, 5.30 kickoff on a Monday. Matt, West Brom's defence looks pretty solid at the moment, but Fulham, their attack's all right, isn't it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, they, they've kind of threatened, but haven't really converted as much. Um, you know, Luckman, mm. he, the, the thing is, like I'm a Mitrovic owner. I think Luckman has improved the attack. You know, he dribbles a lot. Yeah. But I don't see any link up play with Mitrovic. You know, Mitrovic, you kind of want people banging in crosses because you know yeah. he's going to win them in the air. Whereas Luckman's a very kind of keeps the ball grounded, dribbles, you know, might win a penalty as we saw. Uh, I don't know if he won the penalty, but you know, the way he plays, it might draw fouls, it might draw penalties. He was very good actually, Luckman, I thought. But yeah, I, yeah, I take on your point. They they weren't linking up, were they? No. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, penalties isn't necessarily a good thing for Mitrovic now, as we've seen, you know, a week or two ago, you know, when he had a disaster game, he just did everything that he he could in his power just to not get points in my team. Yeah, I think this is probably going to be my last game uh, as a Mitrovic owner, my last week as a Mitrovic owner. <laughs> so I'm hoping he goes out with a bang. Hopefully not He's a gonna, red card. Mate, they're going to beat, they're going to beat West Brom 3-0. Yeah, hopefully not a red card bang because it's been a while, I think, since he's been sent off. So uh, he's either he's either saving up a hat-trick or a red card. It's going to be kind of Basuma-level yeah. stuff, you know. It's going to be something spectacular or something disastrous. Yeah, something so, equally uh, spectacular but a negative uh, <laughs> yeah. out- outcome. But, yeah, you feel with his frustration, you saw his frustration, actually, in the last game. Yeah. And you kind of do feel that 
if the goal doesn't go in soon, he will just assault someone. Yeah. That's it really, I, isn't it? It's like we were talking about earlier with Sterling and the players around. Like if you put Mitrovic up top for Man City, you know, he's going to keep banging the man week on, you know, yeah. week in, week out. Just that Fulham, he doesn't have the quality, you know. And yes, Luckman does add to the quality and the amount of creativity they have on the side, but doesn't necessarily mean it benefits Mitrovic most, you know, could... Yeah, they weren't putting balls into the box near enough. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think Mitrovic is... His strengths don't lie in, you know, having the ball at his feet and having to do something with it. You know, it's whipping in a ball that he can get onto. It's you create for him rather than yeah. having to create himself, kind of. There's no predicting that game, is there, really? I mean, yeah. you could see a nil-nil, you could see a 1-1, or you could... You could see one side winning hev- heavily... Yeah, if I was putting money on it, I'd probably say one all draw. Yeah, honest. yeah, Monday uh, fixture, yeah. yeah. So, so the other Monday fixture is Leeds against Leicester. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. I, <sighs> Brendan Rodgers, for me, had an excellent result against Arsenal. He set his team up so tactically. They were just so smart. I mean, they were, they were there not to cause threat. They wanted to stay in the game. And then it was basically like counter-bunch boxing uh, approach in the sense that you just soak up, you let them wear themselves out, and then you smack them in the face, Vardy style. Um, so that was, I was really impressed with Rogers for that. He did really well. I mean, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, but it, it went well. And Leeds, obviously, Leeds are going to give anyone a game. Like you, Leicester, going to have a really on. You can imagine Leicester sitting off actually for this one. Are you backing anyone for this? Um, well, I'm playing uh, Justin. I'm playing James Justin. But I do think Leeds are going to score. So uh, that's not a good kind of start for me for the, the Monday night football. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is with Leicester, you know, we've only seen it once, so it's hard to draw any conclusions. But, you know, their last Europa League game, they won 3-0. And then on that weekend, they lost 1-0 to Villa. So we, it'd be interesting to see if it's going to be the same situation, you know, if Europa League is going to have an effect there, you know, playing, I think, in the early game tonight. Um, so depending on the strength of the squad you know they're away to I think a Greek team I can't remember which one you know who can you know defend quite well so uh, yeah um, it'd be interesting to see if Leicester can bounce back after midweek Europa League and still have the fitness level and the kind of the ability to put in a good performance because I mean uh, we say it every week you know Leeds aren't great defensively any team should be able to score you know Villa didn't last week so maybe things are starting to change a little bit yeah, I do see Leeds scoring. I I wouldn't be surprised by two one Leeds. Um, you know, Vardy Vardy is back now and he's you know, he scored. Um mm, I, he's, he's I don't back, know if, but he's is he back? Well he's he, he's it's back. Hard. He's weaning back. He's weaning himself back, I think. <laughs> Not such a good headline that one. He's weaning back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said, look, Leicester have some okay fixtures coming up as far as I can remember. Um, uh, let's see after Leeds. Yeah, they're at home against Wolves. Um, away to Liverpool isn't great. But then 10, 11, 12, they got Fulham, Sheffield, United and Brighton. So, you know, there could be that could be the resurgence, the Vardy kind of resurgence area. Even against Liverpool, you know, we, we know Leicester can counter-attack. Liverpool push high up the pitch. There might be chances for Vardy in the Liverpool game. Who knows? Who are you captain this week, Matt? Um, Kane yeah probably um, or do you want to are you going to move away from Spurs I mean it seems silly to move away from Spurs I mean that's where the goals are at right I could go completely bonkers and maybe just go with Mitrovic and hope that it's like triple captain him 
Actually, looking at Mitrovic now, I'm kind of getting the urge to captain him as just something wild. Um, he's due a goal. I mean, he really is. And it's Monday Night Football, you know. Whenever you captain someone on Monday Night Football, it's usually good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top top tips on this podcast. Captain <laughs> yeah. someone on Monday Night Football. It doesn't matter what the stats are. <laughs> yeah. There's no conjecture um, here. It's all, uh, it's all solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, nah, look, I, I think Owen and Mitrovic is enough of a differential this week rather than captain. Right, um, okay. So I think it's a toss-up between the Spores boys, you know. I, I think you just got to choose one and stick with it for, what, three months? Yeah, yeah, right? that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good, yeah. Because you'll um, keep changing, you'll keep moving it off the person. Yeah. Unless you keep moving it on to the person with points, but that doesn't really happen, does it? I know, I know. Well, Kane didn't score last week so he's going to score this week yeah I don't think he came on at all actually did he Kane yeah what do you mean came on like he was on the bench but he didn't come on at, at any point in the game did he when against uh, he sat the goal oh did he fucking hell man I'll edit this bit out <laughs> oh god I, I could have really yeah yeah he started oh, I didn't even see him I, 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 hold on who Kane Oh, sorry. No, I thought I was talking. We were talking about Bale. Sorry, I thought you said Bale. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you I actually had Bale, a brain sorry. aneurysm. Then it actually happened live. <laughs> I don't know why you heard uh, Bale. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, brain fart. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I said Kane. Okay, you heard Bale. I mean, there's four yeah. letters. There's four letters to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an, an A at the end. end and an yeah, A in there. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, you know, it sounds completely different. Like you know. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, Bale. I've got my. You know, I was talking about not having Salah this season. If Bale is going to be Gareth Bale, yeah. I mean, that for nine point five, I'm happy to take a gamble on that. But obviously, not yet. Yeah, I, I'm a bit kind of cautious about Bale. You know. There's kind of like the person, like the person that was playing FPL kind of eight years ago, wants to get him back in, you know, for nostalgia yeah, reasons. I know. But again, I don't know if he's that still. I'm sure he's still a great player. Whether he's still that FPL asset, I don't know because, um, yeah, it's it's a hard one to call. You know, we don't know what his fitness is fully like. He, he, he might even start actually tonight for Spurs um, in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, he did last week, didn't he? So, yeah, I mean, it'll be a good time to kind of gauge where he's at in his fitness and, you know, ability playing with the team. Um, but you might yeah, as well, but, if you're going to get Gareth Bale in, you might as well get Ivanovic in as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Go proper yeah, old actually, school. I, I see a lot of people talk about Ivanovic, you know. I'm I'm not really sold on Ivanovic. <laughs> I, 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 when he was at Chelsea, I never rated him as a, a good defender, which I know a lot of people would disagree with. Mm. I, I thought he was very attacking, you know, he was very good at free kicks, but I never really liked him as a defender. Um, a good, strong, physical defender, you know, good in the air, that's great, but I always found him a bit kind of clumsy and a bit reckless with tackles. But, um, you know, he's kind of at, I think he's playing centre-back now, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing centre-back. He had a great assist for their own goal. Yes, that's right. Smashed into his own play. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, I watched a little bit of him. Um, who's is Serbian, is he? Or Slovakian? Ser- Serbian, I believe. Serbian. Yeah. yeah I, there was an international game there. I watched him and he got sent off. And I just thought, you know, he doesn't have the legs anymore. And I, I'm just struggling to see how it's going to be any difference in the Premier League. You know, fair enough. He, he might be good from a morale kind of point of view and a leadership point of view in the defence. But, you know, I don't think he's going to make the defence uh, like as a unit that much better no 
Um, well, you, you, know, you fancy you... Lookman to have a go at him, don't you, with his quick... Uh, yeah, quick absolutely. Legs. Yeah, yeah. Might even win a penalty for Mitrovic to blast wide, you know. <laughs> so, uh... My favourite ma- memory of Ivanovic is, uh, do you remember in 2012 when Chelsea got through to the final with that amazing game against Barcelona, Torres scored oh, yeah. When Gary Neville went, um, and then they did the interview afterwards and Ivanovic oh, didn't yeah. realise he was suspended for the final and the, yeah. the, the numpty of the interview. I mean, it was so ITV. Yeah, now I think my best memory of Ivanovic was like the very, it was the the season that Meet You um, with Swansea had that like one and only oh, yeah. good season. Wow. Um, I think Chelsea had a double game week in the very first uh, game. Get a very first game week so like naturally everyone loaded up on Chelsea players and Ivanovic I think he scored and he kept two clean sheets he got a massive like massive score and I think after game week one I was like 160 in the world or, or something <laughs> after the first game week and then it all just went south after that I think it was like I'd, I'd, I'd have to look back and see what my final rank was but yeah I always remember that uh, game week everything just went right you know had me too and the team who scored I think he got a brace. I'm not sure if he got the hat trick. Ivanovic did brilliant in the double game week, and there was a few other players as well. So uh, it's yeah. funny, isn't it? How players you mentioned that Swansea player, how they're so brilliant and so sought after, and then the next season it's all over. Yeah, yeah. like done. I mean, in five in five years' time, you know, people only coming into the game like Bond have heard the name John Lundstrom probably, and they'd be like. <laughs> Like, what's the significance of him? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, how do you not know who he is? Like, <laughs> FPL legend, like, you know. <laughs> he really is, <laughs> What a lovely, lovely, lovely chat. I didn't even interrupt it in the middle. Did you not notice that? No, well, maybe you missed it. Missed the sounds of the beach, but we're back on the beach now. It's all good. It's all soothing. We're ready to make decisions for game week seven. Now... If you're like me and you had Dean, Luca Dean in defence, he got sent off, you think about training him out. Well, here's the options, I feel. But don't worry, if you just want to listen, that's fine as well. Uh, Luca Dean, so you could keep him. He'll be back on the 28th of November, and I think they got leads for that, and there's a couple of fixtures, so you might want to keep him. But I was thinking, not about you, but I'm thinking I could cash in a little bit, get a cheaper defender... And reinvest in my midfield. I currently have San in there. I have Mares. Mares. I mean, if I take him out this week, he'd probably score. I took out Jota last week, and we all know what happened there. Um, so the cheaper defenders, I'm looking at Dallas. Stuart Dallas and Leeds, or any Leeds defender, really, 4.5. They're all busy. They all get involved in attacks. They're just all around great guys. And they will keep some clean sheets, I feel. Who knows when that be, but... They can steamroller teams, I think. Not every week. Uh, other 4.5s, you've got Nathaniel Klein. Nathaniel Klein, he's back, baby. Uh, and one thing I noticed, Crystal Palace. I know they conceded like the late goals. But he got he kept his clean sheet because he got taken off. So if he's if, if Hodgson or Woy is uh, wheeling back into the team, he's only going to do 70 minutes. That could be pretty tasty because it means he'll... More likely keep his clean sheet. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure about his attacking returns. Um, Matt Kilman obviously is the Wolves defender. The jury's still out on him, I think, but that's very cheap. But he look that looks like a good sign if you can get him for 4.1. Uh, Kufel for West Ham. He's the one that's really taken my eye. 
West Ham have got some good fixtures. I know they got uh, a t tricky fixture this weekend. Uh, or is it? Maybe Liverpool looked a bit depleted, don't they? But his attacking returns are good, I think. He's again busy and uh, he's involved. And he's quite an integral part of that team now, I feel. I feel. So he's only 4.5. Um, if I get any of those, I mean, that could lead me to bringing in Salah further down the line or someone a bit more expensive. More attacking uh, defensive options. Castan of Leicester. That Leicester defence. I mean, I know Sorrentu's out, but uh, that Fofana's come in. He looks a, quite a player. So that, um, along with their Johnny Evans and uh, Schmeichel and obviously Justin James, but Pereira, you, you think, would be back in the new year. And that would be pretty solid. So that's not a bad shout, but maybe not yet. Uh, obviously, Sice, I traded out Sice ages ago, and that was Jordi's fault. I 100% blame him. Uh, so, Jordi, if you're listening, I 100%, 110% blame you for that. And that's just that's just a bitter pill to swallow. Bellerin for Arsenal. They've got some good fixtures. They will keep clean sheets, and he will be an attacking threat. He's only 5 mil, and that's not bad. Um, and Tellers and Man United, at some point, he's going to play. He's got COVID. He's got the vid at the moment. But apparently, attacking fullback, I've not really seen him play. I've only looked at stats and numbers and all that. It doesn't really add up to much, does it, really? But it could be the case. Or this week, so I might get one of those defenders. Or, right, okay, Saha. Saha. Yeah, Saha. I'm thinking Saha. Or is that just my Crystal Palace head? I mean, Palace look different side. He looks better. He's already scored more goals than he did last season. He's got five now. He got four last season. And he is the centrepiece to that attack. So you feel like he's always going to get assists, always going to get goals, always going to get a tackle for a penalty. So I'm tempted. And their fixtures look pretty good. I know they've got Wolves this weekend. and Wolves are a tough cookie crack, but you wouldn't put it past Saha scoring against anyone, really, I don't think. Anyway, oh, and no Spurs defenders for me because I want to keep the door open for Bale just in case that goes off. We all want to be part of the Bale party if that does. Not convinced, though, obviously. But anyway, that's it. I do appreciate you listening. Uh, yeah, that's it, really. Enjoy game week seven. I'll be back next week. For those who are wondering about the Das Boot Room, uh, that's just difficult to record with getting people in the same place at the same time. So that's what's happened with that. Uh, I think that's it. I have a lovely time. I'll see you next week. Be Magnus. I got to know, I got to beat that Magnus.